When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into Millennial Money. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, guys, oh my gosh, do we have some subjects to get into today. AMC stock is roaring. We got to talk about AMC stock. We got to talk about GameStop stock. The meme stocks are back, okay? And even some growth stocks are also starting to pick up that maybe aren't in that bunch, but are starting to pick up. We got to talk about that. We got to talk about, obviously, we're going to get into some cryptos at some point in this video. We got to talk about materials and housing. And we have so much more to talk about. We got obviously meet Kevin. He's still running for governor. We got to get an update on on where that process is at. And uh, yeah, what's going on, guys? How's everybody doing today? Good, man. Good. Crazy. It's crazy to watch the markets right now. It's you know what? It reminds me of the good old days in January where like every day was so <laughs> eventful. I was excited to wake up in the morning. As soon as the market opens, I'm there checking my phone. It's like it's something it's it's new. Every day is exciting now. That's yeah. true. You guys are just a Absolutely. bunch of pump and dumpers talking about AMC game <laughs> stocks. I can't uh, know what is it? We're we're apes, right? Apes, right. <laughs> Who's uh, by a show of hands? Who's got AMC or GME stock in their portfolio? I will <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, okay. So oh, I bought so I bought a little GameStop after the dip. It hit its peak, dipped down, and for the for for the sake of just just for fun, I bought some shares. And I figured, well, I'm just gonna buy and sell it really quick. I just I, I haven't sold it. I'm just holding on to it. That's it. I it's not buy AMC this week. It's not don't a lot. It's like it's like it's it's under two thousand dollars worth of GameStop just for but fun. Don't Kevin, don't you have to? Aren't you forced to buy a bunch of AMC stock at some point this, this week. week or this, this week, week? Man. Uh, oh. I thought there might be a dip today, and I'm like, that's it. I'm going to have my chance to buy. And nope, up 20%. It's like, no, no problem, no problem. After hours, there'll be an opportunity after hours. Up another 20%. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you said a naughty word, Kevin. That, that, I didn't say it. We can't. Okay, we can't demonetize our family channels. Yeah. Hey, I got demonetized on, on a four-hour portion of my live stream, uh, apparently for nudity. And I'm like, oh. What'd you do? <laughs> Dude. I showed a Rust character, and all the Rust characters are naked, okay? Because <laughs> you start Aww. naked with a rock. <laughs> Dude, oh, I did a, I did a three-and-a-half-hour uh, live stream when TTCF did their earnings call a few weeks ago. Big and uh, while we were waiting for the conference call, a little clip of a song played in the Aww. background, whole video demonetized. I'm Aww. like, are you kidding me, man? Are you kidding me? From Was the it a human call. removal or like an automatic one? It was uh, YouTube. It was like an automatic, and I think I tried to do a review or whatever, and I still think it didn't get it. But uh, yeah, and I don't know if it played for 30 seconds or what happened. But literally, it's just like while you're waiting for a conference call to start, there's a little music they play. And I, I was I was thinking, I was like, oh, man, maybe this is going to – and sure enough, it got me – so three and, and a half music, hours yeah. made no money. I did a, I did a right. Tesla uh, earnings call, and it was like Beethoven or something like that, demonetized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, dude, it, it's it's rough out there. So anyways, 
AMC, like, like what's going on in this situation? Uh, people are saying it's going to a thousand. It's going to a hundred thousand dollars, Jeremy. Five hundred thousand dollars. And if you don't agree, you're not an ape. And oh, there's no man. theoretical limit. And there's Ooh. no theoretical limit. It's infinite, that. technically. We have infinity money. <laughs> yeah, it's the infinite money glitch, which is uh caused by the short squeeze. Oh man. Okay, so what do you guys feel about so here's the thing i felt like shorts are already getting squeezed i felt like they started to get squeezed last week i feel like they're already starting to get squeezed this week i think this whole there's there's definitely a notion out there that the shorts aren't getting squeezed out already and i'm like no they're already getting squeezed man um you know because their their stop limits start getting hit left and right and then they have to buy back shares and they get hit again it's just like as it continues to go up you gotta understand uh, most shorts that i know of they they'll put in stop limits on a stock and so if it goes up to a certain price, it automatically sells. They don't even make that decision. It automatically sells. It gets up to a certain price and or not sell, but they have to buy back the shares, right? They cover. Yeah, yeah. And that's the way you kind of got to do short selling for the most part. Otherwise, you could get absolutely obliterated. I mean, AMC could go up 100% tomorrow. It, it, you know, if you didn't get out of it when it was up 5%, you know, you're, you're up rough, right? So, so, Jeremy, let me ask you this. Why, why do the hedge funds, <clears throat> why do they bother investing in these positions if they know they're going to get squeezed? Like at this point, the cat's out of the bag. It happened with GameStop. Why are they continuously still pouring billions of dollars into this? I don't get it, especially when AMC was already going down. Like it doesn't make any sense. They were shorting it at, at, at $12 a share, $10 a share, $8 a share. And I'm like, at those prices, the, the risk reward is just not there. It just doesn't make any dang sense. But they were doing it, man. And they're doing it. And now, you know, they're, they're going to get well, squeezed and squeezed. And, you know, we'll see when it ends. In uh, fairness, in their defense, back in December, there was a legitimate concern for AMC that they were not going to have enough money to sus be sustainable through January. And there was a chance that they would go through bankruptcy. But I agree. I think that like the juice is not worth the squeeze because if they're trading at $9 a share, I mean, so so what if they go down to two? I mean, it's not I – mean, I mean, that's a that's a good return. But Well, yeah. Yeah. It, and Graham, the problem is, you know, uh, when when there was a lot of worries about AMC going bankrupt back in December, that's when the stock was like two bucks, right? And so, you know, even back then, it's like, you know, short at two, hope it goes to zero. Okay, you know, it is what it is. But the problem is, like, they raised money, their shares were up, you know, to eight, ten, twelve dollars. This is after the huge run up where it went to twenty, it came back down, and then they start shorting like crazy again. And it's like, come on, guys, like, you know, you got to know your limits and. You know, now we're going to probably eventually see it on the long side, right? Eventually, you know, this thing's not going to keep roaring and it will, you know, switch. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, everybody's going to be like screwed on the other side. So it's going to end yeah. up working both ways. But right now, it's all against the shorts at the, in the short term. And it's, and it's crazy because like other hedge funds have now joined the retail investors and they're kind of ganging up on the shorts of the hedge funds. And I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. They're all fighting against each other. But I just I just don't understand why, because I know Citadel, which a lot of people think are shorting it. Citadel has a long position with AMC. So okay. I mean, $11 billion is invested in AMC and around 90% of the stocks that AMC has are, are owned by retail investors. The other 10% is the short position. So I, I just don't, I don't understand why they're shorting it continuously, knowing it's a losing battle. I thought the short position right now is uh, was 20%. It's like 23% sharp percent. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It is 20%. Okay. Well, that's, that's my concern is like we if, at 20%, it doesn't have to be squeezing yet. In fact, every time no. the price goes up, 
quite frankly, the shorts could in theory just continue to short. Now that's that, that could just set up for an even bigger short, right? Uh, which is very interesting. It's like maybe it just delays when that short happens and, and maybe it becomes this game of patience. It's like, how long will retail investors hold? Uh, to the point where, because when, when you're shorting, you're paying interest. You're paying a lot of money mm -hmm. in interest. So it turns into this waiting game where they're not necessarily getting squeezed, but they're, they're making this painful calculation of, oh my gosh, these apes won't let go, <laughs> you know? And and meanwhile, you're you're paying tons and tons of money in, in interest. This kind of happened with Nikola too. Like Nikola ran up to $80 uh, after their $10 SPAC and, and people were shorting it like crazy going, it will go down. It's just a matter of time. The problem is if it goes down in the next four weeks, I'll make some money. If it goes down in the next six weeks, I lose money because of all the interest. That's I was talking to some short sellers about that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and they just get destroyed on the amount of debt they take on, these leveraged positions. So eventually they get squeezed. But I think it's just a clock thing right now. It's who's going to last longer. Hmm. Do you 100%. think for them, these hedge the, the hedge funds that are going against it, they just have so much money that they, it's not even something they're noticing that they're bleeding money. Could that be a possibility? Sure. This is just not even on their radar. It's yeah. How bad is, because they lost, I think it was 1.2 billion recently. How Game bad stuff. is that? Is that like 1% of their portfolio where it, like, it sounds good as a headline, but like in reality, it's like, it's, it's like oh, that's another day in the market, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. It depends. Yeah, it depends on yeah. the hedge fund. Because I mean, there's some hedge funds that you know have ten million dollars of assets under management, right? Mm -hmm. you know, there's other hedge funds okay, with so ten Melvin, million. Melvin yeah. has twelve point five, so a yeah. billion dollar loss over there, one point two or whatever. That's like ten percent. That's a lot, that's a good hit. Yeah, and Melvin's a pretty big big hedge fund too. So um, you know, it, it can be all different sizes. But yeah, I mean, you think about like. The risk reward and you think about like the things you could be doing in the stock market and like like why do they not just focus on the next great stock or the next yeah. you know big opportunity like shorting it's like i just feel like it's just such a, a a waste of time you know to be completely honest when you there's so there's a there's a gauntlet of opportunities out there in the next great stocks and it's like why not you know if you're going to put 100 mil into something why not put 100 mil into that stock that's going to 5x 10x over the next five ten years um, good because you're not, you're not getting that return on a short position. That's for dang sure. That's a good point. So you, 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 have, are you guys gonna buy it? Are you guys gonna buy more? Or because I don't, I don't well, have I anything mean, on boost like momentum I, trading. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not touching this one. Jeremy, I mean, like, sure. I mean, maybe on a regular short, the return wouldn't be that great. But if you were you know, what if you had a uh, eight week call or uh, eight week puts, you know, those could and, and then you swing it, you know, it plummets within four weeks and then you swing out of it. I mean, your returns could be massive if you got in a, at a good, uh, you know, a good options pricing. So I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of leverage that's that's going in on these bets, making yeah. like what initially uh, to us, ordinary investors who don't like using debt, looking at, at the returns, like, oh, why are you doing it for 20%? Well, if they're leveraged 10x, you know, maybe they're doing this for a 200% return, you know? Yeah, sure. the problem is, man, you, you risk that money. Let's say you buy put straight up as a hedge fund and things don't work out, man. You just lost 100% of your money. Unless, yes. of course, you're, yeah, unless, of course, you're hedged on the other side and you're, you're doing all types of different things. But at the end of the day, man, it just seems like such a unproductive activity considering, you know, where the, where the real opportunity is. Now, let's say AMC goes to, I don't know, 500. Okay, then you definitely have a good case, right? Or even $100, you have a good case as a short. But back when AMC was a you know a few billion dollar market cap, it's just like where's where's the risk reward there? I just don't see it. Um, 
so yeah, I don't know, man. It's just. Do you guys think that that on Wednesday, um, June second, we're gonna see when they do the share recounts? Are we gonna find a lot of synthetic shares there, a lot of naked short sellers, or what do you think? Can, I don't know. For the audience, can can one of y'all explain the whole thing related to this count <laughs> happening tomorrow? Yeah, that yeah, I don't not, know anything about. I'm not what, following what do you know about that, no, I'm not following it super closely, but based on the video I did with Matt Kors, who covers a lot of the AMC stocks, so he says tomorrow is when they're doing the share recount, and that's when they could potentially discover these synthetic shares. And if that's the case, if, are you familiar with those? Synthetic shares? No. I mean, I, obviously, you could do a naked short position, but that's not really like... Right. That's not legal, yeah. right? But it still happens all the time, apparently. Hmm. And I guess so. Yeah, that could be. It's, it's basically when you take a short position on a stock that was never accounted for by either the market maker or the broker. And then that share gets potentially lent out to other institutions, other retail investors, other brokers. And you're creating essentially synthetic shares that don't really exist. And by doing that, you're artificially inflating the supply of that stock. And because you're <laughs> artificially inflating it while the demand stays the same, you're technically pushing the price down. So it's an artificial way of driving the price downward, which obviously helps helps short sellers. So if we correct and if they find a bunch of these synthetic shares and they actually recount them to be more accurate, then there would technically be less shares outstanding in the market, which would drive the price higher, which could be enough to maybe trigger some of these uh, margin calls perhaps. So that, that's what people are maybe yeah. betting. The point are they, how are they able to do this in a day? Is this something that they've been doing? It wouldn't doing be in a day. It would, yeah, they, they said it's going to take a couple weeks, but probably either June or July is when they'll have it all counted. And Wait, figured. so 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 tomorrow then they just start counting? So it's not. So what's yeah. why is this such a crucial point? Like if you're starting something that could take so long, why is that date so significant? I just be like, oh, we're just starting. Right. Based on my understanding, and this is what Matt told me, is just people sometimes make days like this a bigger deal than they need to be. And uh, yeah, that's not when we find out anything, but people still get excited that this is the beginning. This is good. That's, this is when it's going to start. And so this hype builds and that's what happens. But theoretically, I'm, right. I'm worried that this could turn out to be another instance of like very similar to GameStop, where let's just say all the apes come together and everyone holds what they have. Eventually, the price is going to keep going up at a point where there just aren't enough shares on the market. So if I go, let's say on, a, on an app that's unnamed and I wanna buy those shares, there's gonna be a point where they're not gonna be able to guarantee delivery, that they're gonna be able to find a buyer. What's to say we're not gonna have the same situation like that with that happened with GameStop with AMC? Well, doesn't AMC have like 500 million shares outstanding? I don't know. It's a large, I'll pull it up right now. So it's, you're saying it's just, it's it's going to be large enough to be able to account for I, that? I, be, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, from my understanding, it's something like 500 million shares. Okay, but I guess I'll have Kevin validate that. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, 
that's um ah man i i just don't get it <laughs> you know what i mean like like either way, it's, either way it's like not it's not my form of investing like this is too stressful yeah. for me i don't really get into stuff like this i'm just, yeah I, I love observing it and i like to understand it but i don't necessarily want to participate that's just my philosophy so march mm -hmm. 31st count basic shares outstanding was 450 but i think that's expanded since then it yeah. has. So i think you might be yeah. right about 500 yeah because you just five. or this morning just this morning they issued another what was it eight million shares or something like that? eight and a half yeah and, um, and the company that bought them dumped them the same day to me yeah. This was, I feel like that company was a, uh, was, was almost like a, uh, kind of a thing where the CEO called him up and was like, Hey, um, I'm not allowed to, you know, sell, issue any new shares here, uh, directly. Cause then it would look like me against the apes. Can you guys come in? I'll sell you the shares. If you want to dump them right away, no restrictions on the sell. And then it looks like they're the scumbags, you know? That's interesting. Uh huh. Yeah. Come on. You know, they yeah, are did, connected. did you see the CEO donating how, how much money was it like 10 million or, um, or matching to the gorilla fund? What? Was, that's, yeah. That's great. Yeah. The, the that's CEO cool. kind of acknowledged the whole movement by donating money. Oh, yeah. He should. Fund. He follows the apes on Twitter. I mean, he purposely says like, I'm going to follow the apes on Twitter. Like he's all in on it. I think it's awesome, which is why I kind of think he went with this backdoor raise money opportunity. And I know that's that's a little cynical of me to say that, but I mean, like, let's be real. The stock's up. Like they have a bunch of debt. It makes sense from a business point of view, but then you also don't want to upset everyone. Uh, so and that's they did a, it you know, think, before the count. I don't know. Yeah, I was reading a lot of the comments about selling eight and a half million shares. It's split. Some people are saying he's going against it. We made this, and it's because of us that he's there getting all the attention. And uh, the other half is, well, this is good for the actual business. Like, mm -hmm. we can't forget AMC is, is an actual business. They're, they're yeah. selling. They're going to be restructuring some debt, and they're reinvesting back into their movie theaters. Like, at the core, this is about a, a, a real business that was struggling for quite some time. Mm. Yeah. Right. And I... I I love the move of raising money. I suggested they do that quite a while back when it was, you know, on its first big, huge run up because yeah, it, like you said, Graham, it's an actual business and they need the capital around to, you know, invest in that business and, and retrofit the movie theaters to how they want to do it and, um, you know, modernize them and, and also get themselves in a position where they don't have to go through what they went through back in the winter time, where it was like, this company might go bankrupt. They might go under because that was a real possibility. And, Lucky enough, uh, I mean, honestly, Wall Street bets saved AMC for the most part. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, right. I guess, I don't, yeah, they might not have made it. Yeah, and it's because of that that uh, Macy and I are going to go see A Quiet Place 2 tonight at AMC. <laughs> support the business. We got it. Listen, we got to support. If, if I'm not buying the stock, we're going to watching A Quiet Place 2 at AMC. So I Where highly recommend everyone out there. Uh, if you're not buying the stock, at least go and support the actual business itself, AMC. Go there. I haven't been to a movie theater in like probably maybe two years. Are you going to Town Square? I can't, I'm not going to. Oh, gonna, yeah. I was going to say no. I'm not going to say where I'm going or what time. <laughs> what about so. uh, uh, Wait, I wanted to ask you. Oh, are you going to get concessions? That's where they make all their profit. Yeah. Oh, the popcorn is so expensive. What? What is that like a, a ten thousand percent markup in price? Are, are you gonna support AMC or not? I want to see on your IG. I want to see the 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 popcorn. Uh, concessions. That's where they make money. The sodas, the candy, uh, the the I, ticket revenue 
doesn't go to AMC. It goes to the movie company. The concessions uh, is how the company makes business. So if you want to, if you want to be a real ape here and you're not going to buy the stock, <laughs> I got to see pictures of that, a loaded up. I want to see a millionaire shopping at AMC. That goes against like my own principles though. Then I'm yeah. going against like what I stand for. The, it's when not I my fault you're popcorn, talking out of two sides here. <laughs> the, the market of popcorn is, is silly. The, the the fact that you pay five dollars for a thing is twenty percent. It's too much. It's too much. It's it is. It is. You're I'm a short seller. Pay, that's like the reason for price. He's a short seller. He's a short seller. Graham's like, I'm wearing pants, business, but I'm not. I'm wearing shorts. Love it. I have shorts here. I have shorts. It's it's hot in here. <laughs> I got to right. cut down on the cost by not running the AC. So it, it heats up in this room with all the lights behind me. So right. AMC or GameStop stock? Which one is the oh. better play? Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Well, okay. First, I got I got one question. Okay, Graham. Who's more likely to buy the popcorn tonight if you guys do get a popcorn? Is it you or is it Macy? <laughs> Macy, will pro Macy will probably want some sort of a snack. Okay. I, listen, I've always been the type. I like to eat beforehand. I don't get the Every, snacks. I, I've never gotten the snacks. Uh, we're gonna have to watch your IG stories like a hawk. If you guys, if you guys get a popcorn, post it, man. Everybody's gonna love it. So, <laughs> AMC, GameStop. So GameStop. I, honestly, GameStop. It's funny. GameStop's all of a sudden gone to the background, right? Like, if you go back, you know, four or five months ago, GameStop was the whole talk, and AMC was. Although AMC was going up like crazy, hardly anybody paid attention to AMC, and now all of a sudden it switched. Like, I'm not hearing anybody talk about GameStop. What's even going on with the stock? I actually don't even know. Is it up to 200 again or? Yeah. It's like it 240. 250, I think, yeah. Wow. Isn't yeah. that interesting how that, how that just switched though? Isn't that crazy, man? Where it was like, everybody was talking about GameStop and AMC was in the background and now it's just completely the other way. You know what I mean? You know it's what it is? It's uh, rising tides lift all boats. And mm. I think when one stock like that there was amc was in that group of like you have gamestop and blackberry and nokia and you had a group of these stocks that all kind of rose together and i think now that amc is getting attention people are putting their attention back on gamestop i don't know yeah. i you know i really haven't done a lot of research into into gamestop lately other than that and i'm maybe there's a fundamental that i'm just i'm missing here there it could yeah. be you know the fact that there was this one youtuber he made a video about four months ago after amc fell back down to about 550 and he, his title was i'm going all in amc stock and unfortunately that youtuber didn't put any in but if that youtuber had put had really gone all in like his clickbait title said he would have over 30 million dollars of profit right now oh no way really i don't know who that guy was jeremy are you I sure know. you don't know him I know. I, 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 I don't want to mention his name, but man, what an idiot! Why, why make a clickbait title like that and then not buy? And you could have made thirty mil plus. Man. What was the stock price then? Like two fifty? It was five fifty that day. It oh was February 9th. I posted oh, yeah. that video, and it was five fifty. I could uh, fall victim to that too because I just did the AMC stock, and I said going all in on AMC, and maybe six months from now, it's going to be a thousand dollars. I think the fact the fact yeah. that, that GameStop was it, it hovered for quite some time in the hundred dollar range for GameStop. It to me she goes to show you that a lot of people are still believing in these companies and feel just as strongly about them today as they did a few months ago. The, the nice oh go ahead, Yandra. 
I wonder how much of it is actual reality versus just the psychology of seeing big numbers versus little numbers, because I see this happening in crypto all the time where people are like, oh, well, Bitcoin, $60,000, no way. It's Ethereum. It's about Ethereum. It was like $200 mm-hmm. per Ethereum at the time. And then it's like, oh, now that Ethereum's $4,000 a piece. No, let's not talk about Let's do Dogecoin. And then it's all about Doge. And it's yeah. like the, these, these people flock from one to the next lower and lower and the price just gets cheaper and cheaper and they feel validated and they feel like they're early investors and then it's going to moon and it's going to make them multi-millionaires i i think at its yeah. core, that's exactly what's going on one one other thing i think is is the factor is gamestop you know if you think about the core they sell video games and now everybody thinks everybody's not going to play video games now right that's like the thought everybody the world's opening back up in movie theaters why not go to the movie theater the world's opening back up man let's go to the movies and so that could be a psychological switch going on whereas gamestop was not it doesn't really benefit from the reopening trade amc does benefit from the reopening trade so um yeah it's good i don't know where this thing's gonna end up at but i've always felt like there's probably about uh a one to two percent probability it could hit a hundred dollars a share 250, I feel like a 0.001% chance AMC hits $250. Jeremy, you just you just destroyed your YouTube channel. Now I want Whatever Kevin buys is probably is the peak. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a diss. Let's oh, that did me dirty back Ooh. after the confession comment. Oh. <laughs> Wait, Jeremy, how about a hundred thousand dollars though? Because apparently that's a really popular one. Well, I would need to take up the entire rest of the episode to say point zero zero zero. So I won't even go there. Oh man, I can get away with it, man. You know, I speak freely on yeah. the channel. We're talking about Let's- this today. <laughs> how, about, how about we do this just for a minute? Let's talk about yep. what would need to happen for the price of the stock to hit a hundred thousand because nothing. none of us can stay with nothing. Nothing. It would need to be two and a half times the U S yearly GDP. It would have no, to have a market. No, 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 no. But, here, but here's the thing, but, but that's assuming that everybody gets a hundred thousand per share, but couldn't there be a chance that if everybody holds that, and the price keeps going up to a point where you know it, it artificially manipulates the price of the market cap. So, so like, let's say maybe one person could get that before the whole thing comes tumbling down. Not everybody could cash in at the peak. I don't know. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Just having some wine real quick. <laughs> yeah, all right. Come on, man. Come on. A hundred thousand. You gotta be flipping my flapjacks. What are we talking about here? There's no. Yeah, but, we're, no. but we're suspending. We're suspending reality here for a moment. We're assuming perfect conditions of everything that every buyer continues to buy in, and everybody, well, nobody AMC sells. It hits ninety thousand, and people are like, "No, I'm holding." Dude, it would take more than the value of the entire stock market combined but, for that stock to hit 100k but no but 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 let's let's talk about it on a smaller scale if let's say there's a hundred shares out there and each share was was worth a dollar right so we have a hundred market cap but if 99 people are all holding their shares and there's one outstanding share and one buyer is like i really need that share hypothetically that buyer could be like i'll offer 10 bucks for that share. okay that doesn't mean I, it's a thousand dollar market cap all of a sudden because because the other 99 will not be able to get that price 
Okay, I'll say this. If I was putting odds on it, there's a higher probability of Meet Kevin becoming president of the United States in 2024 than AMC hitting $100,000 a share. But we're not talking about odds. I agree with you. I agree. I'll get struck by lightning. And, and, and I'll be I'll, actually this. I'll be getting holding the winning lottery ticket while getting struck by lightning. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, just, I, I'm suspending reality here for a moment. And, and okay. talking the, taking the conversation a moment of what would need to happen for even, even let's say, $5,000. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'm using 100000 because that, that's the price that people have okay. been uh, okay. bringing up. What do you think, Kevin? I want to hear you. You're being too quiet hey, over there. <laughs> I, I, look, I, I think it, I really believe that the shorts are doubling down on their shorts right now. And I think if people hold, you know, I'm nervous that people will sell after tomorrow or whatever. But if people hold, uh, I think they can really they can really screw the shorts. But nobody online really under I feel like talks about or maybe they don't really fully understand. It's fine. I'm not professing to fully understand. But short, shorting is a game of time. You have to beat them with time. Uh, and uh, rocket stocks uh, like like AMC right now, sometimes we can get very impatient. So I, as as long as the apes hold, it could be a really good squeeze here. How high? I don't know, but it could be a lot higher, especially if the shorts are doubling down. So we consistently sit at twenty percent. It starts growing. Uh, the you know the shorts keep going. There's no way it's not worth it. Short, 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 short. But it keeps going up. Yeah, it, it'll happen. Hmm. So what's a reasonable price target? A couple thousand dollars? Uh, I mean, look, I mean, let me put it this way. For me, if I go into this, uh, well, I will be going into this this week. I'm waiting for the perfect opportunity. Uh, if I get a double out of it in a week, come on, man. I'm I'm happy. Uh, right. You know, anything more than that, I'm going to Vegas with the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Andre, I love that you go. Uh, what's a reasonable price target? A couple thousand? What do you think this is? Crypto, man? <laughs> Five thousand, ten thousand. A hundred thousand dollars, a couple thousand sounds much more reasonable. Uh, gosh. Oh, my word. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, like I said, one to two percent probability it goes to a hundred. Okay. A hundred. How do you get to a hundred? Let's talk about that because that's, I think, at least somewhat of a possibility. Okay. So, Where's the stock at right now? Is it at uh, the, the 37. Really, after hours? Yeah. yeah. 37, right? So we basically need almost a triple up in the stock price from here, you know, to get That's there, right? That's possible. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, once again, very low probability, but you would need in, you would need all within probably a two week span. Cause the thing is you're going to need time. You're going to, like Kevin said, you need the time, right? Otherwise, if it takes too long, people are going to get unfocused and start selling and cashing out and things come up in life. And next thing you know, you want to sell, you want to invest it somewhere else, spend the money. You got a life expense, whatever. Right. So it would have to be a massive start buying in like way more epic than we've even seen. And the problem is a lot of folks are already in it heavily. Right. And as it goes up more and more, the chances you're going to lose money on this in the end go up substantially, right? As it continues to go higher and higher. So you need a massive sloshing of money out there, probably even more than just retail money. You would need hedge funds and investment funds to buy in, right? So you get this massive situation where the buyers is coming in, the squeezes are happening, it's hitting 50, 60, 70, and just you get every single short squeeze out of this thing. And maybe it hits 100. 
And that's, uh, yeah, that that's, you know, how realistic is that? I don't know. If you're a hedge fund, there's certain things you're not going to be allowed to do, right? Um, or there's certain things like if, if you did that, like your investors going to be like, what are you doing? Like if a hedge fund goes in and jumps on this at $75, you know, the, the investors at fund are going to be like, did you really just pay 40, 50, whatever billion for AMC? Did you really just do that? You know, and then you got to start answering questions from all these these folks, right? So, I like I said, I think it's very low probability. It's possible it goes to a hundred, but man, that's that's tough because I'm telling you, we've already like, like people keep saying there's they're not getting squeezed. Trust me, they're already getting squeezed, man. It's already happening. So, hmm. anybody well, why? that's why do you say that? Because the, the you know the short percentage at least isn't isn't yeah. moving. So it's just some people are getting squeezed, other people are buying in, and there's just exactly. Like a, and yeah. then like somebody, somebody might reshort, right. As it goes up yeah. higher. Yeah. But I'm telling you, like, if you are a short seller, the majority of time you go into that short position and you have specific prices that if this starts going South, I got to get out, I got to get out. Right. Cause otherwise you just set yourself, yourself up for literally unlimited losses. That's the way hmm. most short sellers that, you know, have a brain would do it. Right. Otherwise you're just setting yourself up for, for failure. I mean, longs even do it right. Where if a stock goes down to a certain price, they'll automatically sell. A lot of longs do that. I don't personally I don't do, do that. that. And I'm yeah, very long. No, but a, lo a lot of people do that where, um, you know, they're, they're especially traders because there's, they they don't want to, you know, let's say they buy into, um, Tesla at 550, right? Kevin, you might not care because you're holding it because you believe it's going to go to, you know, whatever price, right? A, a short-term trader. Yeah. A, a short-term trader in Tesla, all of a sudden it goes to 525 and they're like, sell, 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 because they're afraid it's going to go to 500. And the technicals, we talked about technicals last time. Oh, the technicals are gone this way. That's what happens, man. But uh, what, if, what if AMC starts a cryptocurrency? Okay, now oh we're gosh. talking. No, no, they announced that they, you can buy their tickets with Dogecoin. It's game no, up. are you serious? No, I was about to say. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> no. For a second, listen, for a second, I would have believed it. At this point, companies are pulling all sorts of just wild antics to get attention at this point. And so we're going to do a, a 10,000 to one stock split, and that's our path. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now AMC is going to do a reverse split and screw me with my odds probabilities that they're going to do a reverse that's split. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to be like, no. Oh, not a reverse split. Okay, it turns so, into a Berkshire Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, GameStop. Uh, yeah. To get back to Andre's thing, he asked us GameStop or AMC. Oh man, that's tough. At this point, I mean, I loved AMC at five, but now it's at thirty-seven. I'm like, I would still probably have to go with AMC. Actually, believe it or Ooh. not, I don't. Th I think both are going to go down probably substantially over time. In, in the short term, they're going to pump, you know, but. Uh, yeah, that's tough. It's like, what do you, what are you going to lose more money in? Potentially, could lose more money in GameStop. So, <laughs> what about you guys? Yeah, so, I don't, I, I've never been a customer of GameStop, so I couldn't say GameStop. Um, AMC, I feel like never been a customer of GameStop. I, I never got into video games. Uh -uh, I played, I played Nintendo sixty four. I'd buy my games from Toys R Us, but like after Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I just I could never get into video games. Just okay. Never never got into it. But AMC I think I has more ways. Yeah, no. AMC I think it just has more ways to pivot. Um, I know they tried to sell subscription services. They were trying to compete with Movie Pass for a little bit. They were renting out entire rooms. I think 
going and seeing a movie, there's something about that experience that is so enjoyable that you just, you, you can't recreate that same thing at home if you don't have like hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's just, it's not the same. So I think AMC will have a lot of longevity. That's what I think. There's always going to be some sort of demand for a movie theater. That's a good so point. not going bankrupt is what you're saying. No. I don't listen, I don't know if they could they could have a thousand locations around the world forever, but mm. I think having having them exist, I think is a lot more doable than let's say having a blockbuster. Yeah, right. that's true. That's yeah. true. You know what I really wish they would do is what they do in Germany. Uh, and my uh, my family's been in the movie theater business since the seventies. And in Germany, they uh, they since the actually the early eighties, they would build in front of every seat. Every seat they would build a terminal and uh, you would have a little paper menu and you would just put in like 14 enter. And like, even in the eighties, he just custom made these circuit boards for this. Uh, and it would just print out a little like simple black, black and white receipt seat 34 a number 14. And then they'd bring you like a popcorn or whatever. And, and it was like, that was back in the eighties and they're still doing it today. I'm like, why doesn't every AMC have that? You know, why is that not standard or do it, do it through like, I don't know. I don't want to say phone cause it's so bright, the white light. Right. But there's gotta be a way to, to make it so that you can get more concessions in the seat. Uh, they have that. They have one of those. It's called um, the, the fancy ones. No, no, yeah, I, I know the fancy ones exist. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. They got the fancy ones. They'll serve you. They got the waitress and all that. That's fine. I'm just saying. It's like why? Why is that not ubiquitous? Why is it not that every single theater is like that yet? You know this list. Oh, I have to go to a fancy place. Why? It, it's like mm. full service. Let's go. They should. You know how much more popcorn I'd have? <laughs> I just thought of it. I know how AMC gets to a thousand dollars a share, guys. Oh, What's he's that? covering. I know, I know how they do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know how they do it. Simple. You have uh, waitresses that serve you drinks so you can get smashed as you watch the movie. And then you have, you know, you can do that in there too. And you can <laughs> buy the product. And then, whoo, uh, dude. And then, wait a second. And then you could gamble while you're waiting. You could gamble with Ethereum while you're waiting for the movie to play. <laughs> you do a tablet, you put in your credit card, and you could play blackjack. And you do it all buying it with Dogecoin. <laughs> and one person is going to win a Tesla. Dude, <laughs> now I just thought of it. This is how you get AMC to 2000. So you do all that, and then you have one theater that's rented out for a day, which is called CNBC Theater. And you go in there, and you can just watch CNBC and AMC stock price in like the corner and picture in picture. <laughs> and you, all the all the fans of AMC stock are just going to be like, ah, going crazy all day. And yes. Sarah Eisen. Sarah Eisen has to be there. Got it. And Riley Reed. Yeah, and it's connected right next to a zoo. <laughs> you never know which movie theater she'll show up to. She could be sitting right next to you. <laughs> it's like a sweepstakes. You never know. <laughs> that, yeah, that's how they do it, man. No, in all seriousness, I don't know if you guys heard... But here in Nevada, uh, consumption lounges just got passed. What's that? Um, so essentially, you can now legally, um, well, if you get on one of these. So right now, it's very, very weird. Let's say you go buy some Jack Jackson at the planet, right? There's nowhere you can legally smoke the Jack Jackson. I don't know why we're getting this feedback. I don't know if it's me or whatever. I've never heard of this Kevin. Jack Jackson. Mm. Yes. Huh? Okay, Jack Jackson. Yeah. 
It's also known as Michael Jackson, but it. it's Jack Jackson. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, you, there's nowhere you can really smoke it legally or even uh, consume the product in Nevada right now. So it's such a weird situation where it's legal unless you're on your private residence. Well, mm. if you come to Vegas, you're not on your private residence, you're in a hotel. So what they're going to start having is consumption lounges and the planet is more than likely going to have one of these where you can actually enjoy the product legally and uh, I think it's going to be huge, man. Not Wait, just they just passed this, no. or or is this like a just passed? Yeah, yeah. The the people over at the planet they sent me over uh, the information today. It literally just got passed. So I'm like, woohoo! Wow. Wait, is that that's not exclusive to them though? They could, or is that no? But it, no, it's uh, you have to get the license to have it. Got it's going it. to be like if you wanted a dispensary or a bar or anything like that, you have to have your licenses. But the planet has plenty of space in it to do this big lounge they've had this vision for years they just haven't been able to do it and now they're going to be able to do it and it's actually a game changer for vegas in general because it's just like it's very very weird right now you buy the product and then you can't even you're not legally allowed to use it in a hotel or anywhere so now they're going to have all these yeah so now they'll have all these lounges are on the strip and whatnot where you can actually legally go and enjoy the product which I that's think is interesting. Smart. Yeah, that's huge. I'm wondering if AMC is going to adopt that. Dude, <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> uh, sir, can you please stop it with smoking? Okay, I'm trying to enjoy my movie. <laughs> no. Oh man, that would be that would be interesting. Yeah, back in the day, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, you know, if you ever watch movies from like the 80s or prior, how just like everybody in the movies would be smoking, you know, cigarettes, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you could you could do it almost anywhere man and it's just crazy how times have changed and and now it's like you know nowhere but well, anyway confirmed amc is going 100k you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> hey governor governor you yeah. haven't told us if you're if you're more if you had to buy tomorrow well obviously you have to buy amc but if you had to buy a million dollars worth amc or gamestop governor oh okay and i can't split them huh mm-hmm Oh wow! I mean, I, I, I personally, I, I, uh, I, I agree with what you said, Jeremy. I think that uh, the long, or was it Graham? Some one of you, or maybe both of you, said it. The longevity of theaters yeah. and the optionality of theaters is is huge. And and I, I think of my family. You know, I try. I'm trying to put my family in in place of AMC here. And would I rather bet on GameStop or my family? Uh, it, like, do I think my family's going to let their movie theater chains go bankrupt because that's it. Post-COVID world doesn't want movie theaters. I don't see it happening. You know, I don't see that happening. So so I feel safer uh, in, in a movie theater chain. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Andre, did you answer? I don't think you – you think you're the only holdout so far. We got AMC no, or games. If I had to pick between the two, I think AMC is the safer bet for sure. And I, I don't really have never really shopped in GameStop. I mean, a little bit, but oh. not not really my oh. store sorry i'm sorry kevin <laughs> am i the only one who went to like the midnight release of splinter Cell, the counter strikes every world of warcraft come on uh, yeah no I, I i bought all my stuff in toys r us too i mean that was uh, when i was a kid i did the toys r us but i'm talking about like when i was like 26 you know the midnight release <laughs> yesterday yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm talking about last night <laughs> you, you know blizzard classic or, or what do we got burning crusade classic launched today let's go come on let's go game right now i don't understand how you have time to keep up with everything and play video games that is a mystery he doesn't sleep <laughs> imagine how much you could accomplish on just like three hours of sleep every night yeah imagine that oh, you could get out an extra today. video <laughs> Hey, uh, Andre, were you ever a gamer or no? Dude, I'm a huge gamer. I love games. Yeah, well, I don't have time as yeah. much playing now, but. 
Okay, so this is this is why I asked because I feel like outside of Graham, he might be the one that's a freak of us, right? I feel like if you're a gamer, you're more likely to be successful at YouTube if you're also, you know, have something for you, right? Because I, I've honestly, my whole YouTube career is kind of like YouTube's a big video game, right? It's about the algorithm and trying to play this game of like, what thumbnail is going to do the best today? And what title is going to be the good one, right? It's kind of like a video game. And I think most people I spoke to kind of almost treat it like a video game. I don't, I don't think people want to admit it, but it is. Uh, and I think social media in general is like one big video game, man. I think everybody successful looks at it that way. How, how do I equip my video with the best armor and weapon to to <laughs> to conquer this level? I don't know. But Graham is not the gamer, and he's the most, I guess, I successful YouTuber out of all of us. So I don't know if that theory is right. Yeah, he's yeah, he's the only one I've met that's. But you really know what? Yeah. It could be like a game of chess. You know, it does. It, it could be a game, whether it be a video game or a game of Monopoly. Mm. So are yeah, you a good it, chess player? Doesn't have to be digital. What? Are you a good chess player? No, no, <laughs> just, just purely as an analogy. That's all it was. Graham, are you good at anything other than YouTube, sir? Uh, music. Music. Music, music, music is the only other thing. really cool theme for me. Yeah, oh yeah, I could, I could play a cool intro on my drum set perfectly. I got it down. Some of you might be familiar with it if, if you heard what it was. Oh gosh. <laughs> I know what you can play, Graham. I've heard that before. <laughs> Wait, when you played that theme, I was like, that sounds so oddly familiar, but I could not put a finger on it. I was like, I don't I don't know what this is. Graham, I know what this is. Like I heard this the other night, but I just can't it's just not clicking. Where was it? Kevin's it like, just, what are you guys talking about? about? It just reminds me so much of stepmoms and stepsisters. Why does this remind <laughs> me of this? No, this okay. is evolving. Change, we don't change go the subject. We got a governor. Subject. We got a governor on this telecast. Change the subject, guys. <laughs> I'm just not sure whose bedroom you guys are talking about. Hmm? <laughs> Kevin, how's the governorship going? <laughs> yeah. Governorship. It's crazy, man. You know, we're at uh, like a quarter million dollars in donations, which is freaking awesome. Wow. So, yeah, that's that's uh, we, there is a, a risk, though, that they might move because Gavin, of course, gets to decide when the election is, because why would he not have all power? Uh, but anyway, he, they might move the election up from November to like August 15th or as early as August 15th. And so that means like campaigning gets compressed into like this six week blitz from like what? June 15th to July. No, is it, is, doesn't it's that so good. work for his advantage to be like, yeah. Oh, I'll do it now. Let's do it now. Unless people don't turn out because it's at a usual, unusual time. I think the less Newsom supporters turn out because they're like, yeah, I don't think the recall matters. Uh, then, uh, uh, then, then he could actually surprise lose because the people who definitely are going to turn out are the pissed off people. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Who would you say is your biggest competitor right now on the ticket? Newsom. Besides, besides, That's it. besides Newsom. Just really? Newsom. Just, just Newsom. The other people aren't competitors. Yeah. Wow. So you think that you would be the runner up by share count besides him? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wow. think uh, that uh, if he gets recalled, I think I win. Wow. How many other people are there that are running right now? Uh, the mo main ones are like Jenner, uh, Faulkner, and Cox. So like three other big names. Uh, you know, then you have a bunch of small names. Uh, there's one guy who wants to succeed from the union, which I'm not even going to go there on discussion on it. But um, yeah, I mean, like, no, I mean, realistically, th those are the three big contender names with with some status. You know, so former mayor of San Diego who shot up homelessness. Uh, you've got uh, a somebody who lost in the 2018 election, Cox, with the bear scandal that's going on. 
uh, and then you got Jenner. But uh, yeah, really, I mean, they're all running on the Republican ticket and, uh, you know, Newsom's just casting it as, oh, here it is, Republican recall. But uh, I don't think anybody's going to vote for those three, especially when they look at my plan and, and what we have. So I just got to convince people to go yes on recall and give me a one year trial. Uh, I'm I'm rooting for you, Kevin, man. But that Newsom guy, he's so connected, man. He's connected with everybody. He's connected with everybody who's got all the money in California, all the fame in California, right? Yeah. And that's just – it's hard to beat that. He's got the name. He's got yeah. – you know. You know, you'd be surprised. Meg Whitman spent $120, uh, $120 million in, in her campaign and lost. No. And it's uh, – money isn't really the, the – I mean, money's powerful. Don't get me wrong. But it's not the be-all, end-all because all you need are very pissed-off people who actually turn out versus moderately like satisfied people who are like, I don't really care, who don't turn out. And you can have all the money you want, and it goes nowhere. I mean, so what? The guy spends $10 million on Facebook ads. It doesn't matter if those people don't turn out. You know. So to me, maybe I, I have too much faith. But yeah, while there is shyster money going around, uh, and I don't take any of it, I do believe that the people decide elections. And, and so ultimately, uh, it's if, if people are frustrated and they turn out, the people will win. Now, if, you, like don't, if you don't win, are you going to run again? We will see. Uh, I'd like to because 2022 is uh, right around the corner. I'd have to run again anyway if I won. So if I won, it'd mm -hmm. be automatic. I'd be running again, obviously. Uh, it, I think it depends. Like if I get blindsided and it's like, oh my gosh, like people hated my plan, <laughs> you know, then, then probably not. But I don't think that's going to be the case because I think no. it's going to be one of those things where we'll look at the numbers and it's like, oh man, we were close, you know? And, and, and yeah, that, that could certainly easily roll into a 2022. Yeah. yeah I, I love that video you posted on Instagram of that guy though. He was so like furious with you about homelessness and he's like, oh, are you going to fix it? And then I don't know through some, I don't know what you did because he didn't share the whole video. But you said something like with compassion and, and by feeding three times a day, like, and, and he, by the end of it, he's like, oh, great. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, that happened like three or four times. The entire video is on YouTube. Uh, so if you type like me, Kevin Echo Park, you could see the entire yeah. like, transition of that. But that happened a few times because there are a few people that were very, very upset because I came looking like a politician with, with a suit and tie. Right. And that's the representation of the problem. So, so bad wardrobe choice. But uh, <laughs> in talking to those people, uh, who who were very very critical of me at first and, and all different spectrums i mean uh, cops uh political activists homeless people themselves after they heard me out they're like this is actually literally what we need we like this idea so yeah mm -hmm. wouldn't it be better for you not to wear a suit yeah <laughs> like yeah i'd prefer just the t-shirts well Show it's a problem a so, so it's 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 a, a double problem because here's what happens like all it takes is the media taking a snapshot of you and then going, here's the dude with the T-shirt who thinks he's going to run for governor at 29. So you have like the ageism problem. Uh, mm -hmm. But then you also have the political balance of, of you know, not wearing a suit with, when you're trying to deal with homelessness. So it's it's hard. It's hard. What, also, what about just without the tie? Just Maybe. a button down shirt, no tie with the sleeves yeah. rolled up. Or like like this, yeah. you know, even. Not yeah, just tucked in. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. So the lesser of two evils is wearing a suit for now, you think? Yeah. Well, I probably wouldn't do it again in that situation. I'd figure something else out, but yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, uh, politics, yeah, I'm glad you're an optimist. I have zero faith in politics and the political I system. Um, that's why I never voted one election in my life. So, and, and Jeremy, probably, I'll probably that? never I'll probably never vote in my entire life. 
But, you know, it is what it is. I got zero faith in the American uh, political system. I don't know, man. You know, Kevin, you might be the one person to change me. If you win, you might be you might change me forever because I just it's one big game. That's the thing. Like the political system is one big game and it's about getting it's not about just having the best plan. It's not. There's been everybody who has the best plan loses, man. That's the way it goes. It's about the political theater and the political game of getting to know this person, getting connected with them, and they get you connected yeah. over here. It's just like building a business, right? It takes time. You want to build a really huge, successful business? Get ready to grind for the next decade to get there, right? You want to run for a major political office? Get ready to grind on that for the next decade and get in with all the people you need to get in with. Once you're in good with all the people you need to be in with, then you can talk about, you know, being, I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of faith in it. I hope. Yeah. You- I mean, coming from the non-voter here, man, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you look, here's the thing. It, it, it's pretty incredible when, when you look at, at some historical elections, people who have come up from out of nowhere, they come out of times and periods of despair and frustration with the current system. And really the people are much more powerful than they think. I mean, by you not voting, you're, not only losing representation in your district, but you're basically attracting less funding for your city. Well, <laughs> you know, where, wherever you live, when you don't vote, that's one less amount of funding that gets allocated to your area because you politically don't matter. You're politically invisible. So, and the fact that you can mail these things in, come on, man, you're talking about five minutes to fill the thing out. It's like, psh, put a line in. At least vote for the top few offices. You don't want to go through the whole 20 lames, fine. At, at least, like, get, do something. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I was a poli sci uh, major, an econ major. And uh, that that gave me too much uh, too much hope that uh, the the way to lead a good life is to serve your community and, and provide and, and uh, you know return the favor so to speak. I don't know. Maybe I'm too too yeah. rose colored glasses. Also, yeah. Kevin, remember Jeremy's the Apple pencil guy who's like five minutes. Oh, better outsource <laughs> that. Applies to marathons with that five minutes. Do you not realize how much that Jeremy loses funding by spending five minutes to fill it out? <laughs> Jeremy's probably losing more funding than the whole city gets. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, you guys bring some pretty good points and funny, okay? But here's the thing. How, you know, I feel like also, you know, because I'm a stock researcher, right? I look, try to look super in-depth at companies, right? And I'm like, for me to just to look into it five minutes and then check a box, it feels like a disservice. Like, I better know everything about, you know, who this person is versus this person is, what their policies are, what they've done in the past, what they've done bad, good, all those things like that. I can't just vote for somebody because I said, oh, wow, I heard they were pro something that I'm pro. Oh, let me vote for him. I just don't, I don't see it like that. And like I said, yeah. I think the system's broken, man. I just well, really look, it, just like because it. you spend days fundamentally analyzing a stock and somebody else says, I like the stock and swipes up, doesn't mean you're right or they're wrong and they're wrong. If people can mm-hmm. vote however they want. If they're like, look, this person says they want to lower taxes and that person's not saying that, good enough for me, that's their right. Just like if I want to swipe up on a stock on Robinhood, I can. And I can do so with fundamental analysis. Without, I could use technical analysis. I can make stuff up if I wanted to. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, yeah. Ultimately, whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, everybody's well, got different. You might be overwhelming yourself, honestly, and that's why you're you're not participating. And I think that's actually worse. Yeah. And I think it's just the corruption. I feel like there's a lot of corruption in politics. I don't know. Maybe I'm just so negative on it that there's just no saving me. Andre Graham, where do you where do you guys stand on the political system and, and all that? I'm a hopeful I, optimist. Yeah. 
Yeah, I the first time I voted was when I became a citizen around 2008. So when I graduated high school, that was the first person I ever voted for, which was actually Obama. And I agree with Kevin that sometimes there are pockets of history when change can be made, when real change can be made, and it's usually during times of distress. So because of that reason, I do think that Kevin has a big shot in being able to win because of how much distress there is. And um, yeah, I think it's possible. Yeah, I think Kevin is very different. Um, and that's what I think helps him stand out. And plus, I mean, I don't know anyone who works as hard as Kevin does. I mean, in terms of the hours that Kevin puts in, I can't imagine anybody being able to outwork Kevin. I wouldn't even try. Like, going ahead, I would simply give up because I know I wouldn't win. So that's what I think Kevin is going for him. Oh, yeah, thanks, that, that kind of avoided the, the question there, Graham, but that was of that respect to Kevin. We are talking He's about the politician. America. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyways, man, I don't know. I don't have anything good to say about the Like even the, even the part that frustrates me, Kevin, is the fact that you had to decide, right, whether to run as Republican or Democrat. And you had to go through and it's like, well, if I run as a Dem, then, you know, um, obviously Newsom's in the way, right? But if I run as a Republican, then I can't get the votes potentially to get, you know, and it's just like, that's why I feel like it's such annoying little game politics. I feel like you can't be 100% real and 100% transparent and actually um, succeed. Um, I don't know. Like I said, if you win, I'll dude, try. you're changing my mind forever. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's, the, I mean, identity politics is huge. You know, people hear or C and R and a D and, and you're either an enemy or, or you're the, their biggest fan, you know? So it's, it's, uh, it's true. It's problematic. That's, a, that's another thing that annoys me about our political system. You're either a Republican or a Democrat and uh, you, you're, you feel like you have to be in one of those boxes. And if you're not in that box, you don't exist, right? Like independence, you have no chance of being independent and in, in becoming president, right? You better be a Republican. You better be a Democrat. And that's why I hate how it has to like box you in, man. That's another thing frustrates me. I know we're going off topic here and feel free to cut me off on this, but uh, I've never understood why there are two sides, why there can't just be, I have these opinions and I am, I am myself. Why do I need to identify with one side or another? Because I've always felt, honestly, there, there are sides to both that I like and agree with. Mm -hmm. And like, if I had my way, I'd pick some pieces over here, pick some pieces over here and just combine like what i think this common sense would would dictate but there doesn't seem to be that no nope. yeah, yeah i think a lot has easier. to do with elections yeah. uh, like for, for there you've got uh, for example it's difficult to uh, well let me put it this way in in party elections you've got the party the republican party and the democratic party people identify with those parties like the most expert campaigners identify with those parties so like I'm a political fundraiser for a Republican. I'm a political fundraiser for a Democrat. And you establish your reputation or your business about being a Democratic campaign manager or a fundraising manager, this, that, or whatever for Dems or Republicans. And so the high, it's almost like the highest quality attorneys have picked a side. The highest quality businesses have picked a side. And so if you want the best chance, you have to pick a side and then pick from the highest quality people. The people who have not picked a side are either lacking a lot of experience uh, or, uh, or, or they're just not good, uh, because they have, they, I mean, that's not, I don't want to cast this with a broad brush and say that there's no independent strategist. That's really good. 
but generally the top ones float to the, into those parties. And that's also where the big money goes in. The big money goes, well, I don't know what candidate I want to do. Let me just let the party make the decision. People funny, mm. funnel money into the party and the party then assigns people and, and funnels money out and stuff. So going against a party is very difficult. And that's kind of what you're doing as an independent is, is you're going outside of the whole party system. It's very, very hard. Got it. Seems like basic human psychology that it's just easier for us to label people and kind of feel like we understand their ideas rather than to get to know each and every individual and their each and every unique idea. It's like, I don't even want to bother. Which one are you? Okay, cool. I know that one. I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're a friend. They're an enemy. A friend, enemy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Kevin, a uh, real quick question in regards to this whole situation. I saw a little. Uh, propaganda piece in regards to that Newsom guy the other day. Um, I mean, a news piece, sorry, a news piece on, in regards to him uh, done by some random channel. I don't know how it showed up. And uh, it was him. He was like picking up trash uh, to try to help something out. And they're talking about some surplus in California. Like, can you speak on <laughs> the surplus and how that happened and what happened there or what's going on? Yeah, Gavin Newsom is really good at getting his photo ops in. But uh, look, you know, that's a big thing they talk about. They're like, oh, $78 billion surplus in California. First of all, they're double counting Fed money. So it's really only like a $38 billion California surplus. And get this. They spent so much of it trying to, in my opinion, buy votes, basically, like for giving traffic tickets and stuff, that they're actually taking on $12 billion of debt. So like this whole like $70 billion surplus, in my opinion, is just a great way to lie straight to people's face. And it's like when you look at the numbers, like, wait a minute, you're counting Fed money and you're going into debt? Wait a minute. That's <laughs> this, is, this is a little more shady than you make it seem. It's, it's a disaster. But I, I want to ask you guys, because I want to switch off of it, if you guys don't mind. I want to ask you guys. Who's going to the Bitcoin conference with me this weekend in Miami? Oh, Bitcoin. you're going to the uh, what Bitcoin is it conference? I, I haven't decided. I just know it's this weekend, and I'm like, I don't know. Should I go? Should I stay? Should I go? I don't have tickets. I don't know if I, you can even still get them. But. Bitcoin conference? I've heard of it. I, yeah. Miami. Miami. It's it's yeah. like the, the, what, the fourth and the fifth, something like that. Uh, yeah, well, isn't, no. isn't the Logan Paul fight in Miami pretty soon? Oh, I don't know. Oh, by the way, that fight is this Sunday. Yeah, this I'm Sunday is the fight. Yeah. Sunday. Okay, so maybe you can kill two birds with one stone and go there for the conference, and maybe Ooh, go. Yeah. There's also there's also an aquarium convention going on there too. It's Orlando. Uh, it's it's settled. It's a, we all have to go. Where's oh wait, no, that's can next we, Sunday. Wait, but where's oh, the Mayweather yeah. fight? Is that in Miami? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in Miami oh, Stadium. Oh yeah. man, if I could get tickets, I would go to that hands down. That would be so cool. Oh yeah, it's in Miami, June sixth. <gasps> Dude. Yeah, you can get um, front three rows, or at least when they first put them up for sale for like five thousand. No, I thought it was. I thought it was ten. Oh, maybe it was ten. I don't know, five yeah. or ten. But either way, I didn't think that was like that expensive, considering you know. So when the fights are here in Vegas, man, it can get stupid. It can be yeah. like one hundred twenty-five k. You know, if you want to sit ringside. So uh, for what for if we all did it, what if we all went? That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. That I'd would be. Down. Be. Yeah, you know what? Be... You guys drive out here and then let's get a jet and go. I don't. Do they fly private jet to New York from LA? What do you mean to Miami? Miami. Oh, so Miami yeah, but oh, from gosh, LA. Yeah. From They'll fly private jet anywhere. Yeah. Okay. okay. 
I mean, not for like 100 Gs, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be heck of expensive. That I do know. Um, I'm trying to think. That would be that would be fun, it but would, it would maybe more last. economical to just get like maybe first class. <laughs> <laughs> also, listen, I'm gonna stay back. I'm I'm watching it here. I'm gonna order what? it on the TV. Yeah, yeah. Why? Uh, I like I like to enjoy these things from the comfort of of your own house. Yeah, I, I'm. Oh, so you're gonna order it, Graham? Because I definitely, yeah, I was planning on ordering it. Because yeah, I'm, I'm looking it. forward to it, dude. I'm like Logan Paul, a YouTuber fighting. You know, I don't care, man. I'm just like, we gotta, we gotta watch that, man. That's big stuff. But uh, I want to like tempting for me to because if they're the conventions in town plus the fight, I don't know. It's kind of no. Tempting. You gotta streak it. <laughs> How about streak? this? Jeremy <laughs> okay. and I could watch it in Las Vegas. You guys go to Miami. Yeah, and I'll put <laughs> yeah. like on my butt, like. Meet Kevin for governor. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, you could make it worth your while if you do a rally in Florida. Because I, I bet there are a lot of people, a lot of people from L.A. and California who have moved to Florida. That's true. That's true. Hey, they don't question for you guys. Uh, yeah. what do you, who do you think wins, Logan Paul or Mayweather, man, for the big the big YouTuber versus the, you know, the old fighter? Uh, How do you get tickets? Yeah, listen, my, my thinking is this. I don't think Mayweather would ever take a fight that, that he – is concerned about losing. And mm -hmm. for Logan, I think it's an honor to be in the ring with Mayweather. Even True. if he loses, he's still the guy that got a chance to fight Mayweather. Even uh, if yeah. he loses, it doesn't matter. He was in the ring with Mayweather. And that, and that to me is just like a stamp of approval that, that he has what it takes to even fight Mayweather in the first place. But Mayweather has so much to lose. He has everything. If he loses to Logan... I mean, he he wouldn't let that happen. I just yeah. don't see it. I don't see how he would even take it on if there was a small chance of that happening. It's true. Yeah, yeah. I, but the thing is, like, I don't know. Like, I've never seen Mayweather get really get uh, hit very much. You know, his his defense is impeccable. But man, Logan's got like thirty pounds on him, and that's a lot in boxing. Like, you know, thirty pound difference is like a giant versus like, you know, yeah, but, but everything. My understanding is that Mayweather could win by a lot of technicals because he could avoid getting hit. He could he could block. And even if like neither one of them get knocked out, just by a pure point stand, you know, perspective, Mayweather could end up winning. Yeah, I, I'm just talking from perspective of he gets like a lucky shot and like a super power shot yes. and somehow yeah, Mayweather just doesn't see it coming and like I don't know, gets yeah. knocked down. But I, it I would be a major upset. All it takes is one good punch. That's all it takes is one good punch. But I think that Money Mayweather is called Money Mayweather not only because he's like the wealthiest boxer of all time, but also because he fights like a businessman. Like he's like one two gets his points, gets out. <laughs> one two yeah. gets his points, gets out, and that's literally the entire fight. Uh, have you yeah. guys thought about betting on the fight? Because I actually looked into the lines and whatnot. I did. Listen, if I were to bet, I would probably put a small amount of money on Logan just because the odds were pretty good. Seven uh, to one. Yeah. Seven to one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was That's, when I looked. So, yeah. yeah for Mayweather, you have to bet so much money. Like, for every $100 you bet, you'll win, like, I don't know, it's 10 bucks less than that. It, it's I, I don't know exactly what the odds are. It's not much. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I think you need to put, I, I, at least when I looked, I think you needed to put – one thousand six hundred dollars on Mayweather to win a hundred dollars. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I mean, 
he's probably going to win, but at the same time, yeah, the Logan's actually the, the more attractive bet because it's like maybe he gets that one lucky shot and yeah. knocks him out or something crazy. Yeah, but, I think, yeah, I personally think the Logan odds should be way higher, but because there's a lot of demand like me who's thinking, wow, the odds, if I hit it, it's like buying a little lottery ticket. If I hit it, it's so good. That's driving up the, the odds statistically for the payout for Logan. Yeah, yeah, man. Anyways, that's tempting. What do you think? What do you think, Kevin? You think uh, I want to go, Logan? man? Would either of you go, or any of you? Andre, would you? I'm go? considering it. I'm considering it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know my friend, my friend Brett's going, and he, I think he's got ringside seats, so I'll talk to him. Ooh, that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys should go, man. Have fun. And would you go to the conference too, the Bitcoin conference? I'll go. Okay, dude, we should do it. Let's go. Let's get a plane and go. That could be fun. Yeah. Mm. We should live stream the whole thing and then get demonetized and taken down. <laughs> yeah, I definitely won't live stream it. Jeez, man. That is, is so that, my, my I sad you got deleted, man. That's yeah. My, my yeah. Comedy Central does not mess around. Damn it, Miami. Comedy Central? Why did I say Comedy Central? No, SNL. <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Miami. You guys going to go to that uh, office that's in Miami? What office? That one office? What? Oh. No, no, no. That that office. Remember where that oh, guy Oh, Greg Cardone's office. There's <laughs> <laughs> an office there? Yeah, that's his big 10X office, man. Oh, I wow. know exactly where it is. <laughs> Just around the corner in Aventura. Kevin's going to land, get off the plane, immediately arrested. Kevin <laughs> swarmed. <laughs> Kevin, do people still watch those uh, old, you know, videos from back in the day, or do those not get views anymore, man? Because those yeah, are classics. Yeah, I would I love know. to see that, dude. If you could pop up the analytics, I'm really yeah. curious if if those still get views nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. By the way, uh, I just want I just want to mention this really quick while Kevin's pulling that up. If you want uh, row six of the fight, there's four tickets available. Uh, they start at twenty two hundred dollars for row six. Oh, that's not bad. It, no, but get this. If you, if you want to be in row 24, so the very last row, tickets start here. It looks like at $57. What? That's super cheap. Yeah. And this, I'm on uh, SeatGeek right now because I was just curious looking at the price. Mm. But yes, this ticket's starting at that. I mean, I, I haven't gone as far as checkout, but. Do they have I feel like that's not right. I feel like there's, there's got to be something I'm missing out on here. I don't think they've done enough marketing for it. I'll be honest. I've been because uh, I usually pay very close attention to all Mayweather fights and how much they market it. They haven't done hardly any marketing outside of the Jake Paul uh, situation, the gotcha hat thing that got a bunch of views, right? That was smart. Yeah. yeah, the only other thing they've done is they did one episode of like all access on Showtime. And that's at like two million views or so on the Showtime mm -hmm. uh, YouTube channel. So I think they've way under marketed this fight. And I think they made actually a really big mistake well, in marketing it. I just think Mayweather's not he's, he he has no incentive to market. I bet he's just getting a flat price if he wins, flat price just to go up there. He doesn't care. That's probably, probably. True. Logan. Yeah. Logan would be doing a lot of the advertising, but um, who do you yeah. think is paying Mayweather to accept this fight? Is it Logan's team? What? Who do you think is uh, paying Mayweather to accept the fight? Is it like? Logan they, they probably brought in a sponsor. They probably brought in some sort of network who's paying them both a certain amount. And I, I, I'm just, that's a guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I don't know how he would have convinced them to fight. 
Well, it could be yeah, Logan could be cutting him a big check or or somebody on the investment side because uh you know, I think if you're Mayweather, you look at this as you make money from it, but also you get a ton of people to pay attention to you who have no clue who Floyd Mayweather was prior to like a month or two ago, right? And especially a lot of the younger generation, because you know, Mayweather's been kind of out of the game for a while. And Mayweather loves to promote his, you know. Uh, strip club and like uh, his skating rink and stuff all over his Instagram all the time. So, you know, yeah. it's just kind of free publicity. He's more followers. He's going to increase his Instagram followers and everything. Kevin, so. second row is $11,000. Each? That's not that bad. And then if you want the third row, it's $6,300. Ooh. Half the price, basically. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, that's the damn thing. Yeah, you guys might have to go. Okay, man. my thing. I'm wondering if which which section though. Oh, section. I'm wondering if we go there. S two section S two. I'm wondering if we go there and maybe we can do some interviews with those guys and talk about. <laughs> hey, can you disclose how much you got paid for doing this? Yeah. I'm, so I'm down, man. I that would be I like, so great. Especially doing the Bitcoin thing too, like. Come drive, drive to drive to Ventura. Let's fly over there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, man, that'd be uh, I'm gonna follow you guys on Instagram just for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's exciting, man. And no, you'll be able to get an interview easy because Graham's super close friends with Logan Paul as well. So you should be able to get an interview. Very, I mean, I, I have hmm. Logan's phone number. Like I, I, I do, do you really? Podcast. Yeah, I have oh, a podcast, man. Yeah. I forgot that dude, dude that Graham, you should do it and expense it and do it on your the family show. Yeah. We're all gonna have to go. We're all gonna have to get tickets and uh for flights. Just flights. going to family. You know how to record YouTube videos by yourself. Gosh. Flights, hotel, I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm not doing it. Listen, I, I've been looking forward to having a weekend, uh, just a relaxing weekend. I have not had that in a long time. And the last thing I want to do is get on a plane and travel. No interest at all. Okay. I'm spent. Respect, Graham. Yeah, got to get this to family views up so you can get, uh, start to, you know, invest in it like Mr. Beast. How much does that guy put into his videos? Is it like 50000 a video or something? Oh, oh it's way He's more. He's spent a million, I think, on a video before. Yeah. yeah. Easily. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it the know. sponsors that cover that? Because you can't make that much ad revenue. Um, Probably, yeah. Definitely sponsors, but... Jeez. I don't know how much of that is. Yeah. Wow, that's insane, man! What a, what a crazy price! All right, guys, we got uh, three minutes left here. What should we talk about? What what are we, what are we buying other than uh, Logan Paul fight uh, tickets and <laughs> plane flights? Are we buying? How any I slipped Logan Paul's tickets and made ten G's. <laughs> oh, that could be an interesting video. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, honestly, what you should do if you want to buy Logan Paul tickets, there's a chance. Uh, save a lot of money, just buy them the day of, because it really? looks like yeah. it looks like there's enough tickets there. It's like they just want to sell out. I would guess. Yeah, I don't know. It does look like a lot of tickets are available. It it actually really does. Yeah, I'm surprised. I honestly thought this thing was going to be sold out just because of Mayweather, but the fact that there's so much available, I'm I'm sh I'm shocked. I feel like that's that's an error, but it doesn't look like it is. Oh, they way, way under market it, man. They made a big mistake. But anyways, well, that's their own decision. But okay. So anyways, hey, 
what are we buying, guys? Anybody buying anything? Andre, what's the next hot? Hey, Andre, I saw somebody. No, 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 do not. What's this <laughs> hot crypto, man? No, anyway, I saw I saw a thumbnail the other day. I didn't get to click on the video. It said uh, the the new or the next Ethereum killer, Cardano. What is up with that? <laughs> Grand Cardano. 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 It's yeah. like that's like saying Dogecoin. <laughs> okay, Cardano. I, I have three thousand dollars worth of Cardano. I think it's awesome, but I'm I'm Ethereum all the way. Wait, how much of it do you? Have? Three grand. Oh, okay. Well, why would somebody even say that that coin is an Ethereum killer? Do you have any conception of why somebody would say that, or or no? Um, I mean, it's competing with Ethereum. It's got the same principles, mm -hmm. and they're trying to be like a like a V3 crypto, which is, I guess, uh, you know, proof of stake model. So they're oh, promising essentially the same things. But I mean, I, I think Ethereum's farther along, but I think Cardano will eventually catch up. So I guess from a from a, a capital appreciation standpoint, I, I think Cardano could maybe even beat uh, beat Ethereum in terms of how much mm -hmm. money you can make from Cardano. I wouldn't wow. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. it's the uh, energy efficiency too is what people go nuts about on Cardano. Uh, Jer Ooh. Jeremy, I did get you those stats. Uh, which ones? Cardone. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? Oh yeah, how many people watch your old videos? Let's hear it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, this is lifetime. So yeah, lifetime, it's a mil views. Uh, you know, seventeen k or whatever yeah. in, in rev. Uh, ninety days is twenty five k. Wow. So, hey, that's passive income though, 422 bucks. That's almost yeah. enough to pay the legal fees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the well, best one, right? That, that was the best one of the bunch. Yeah, yeah. This okay. one was good, man. Uh, look yeah. at, look at it. The whole Graham told me to put a window in this property, and it was it was great advice. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot about that. Look at old Kevin. <laughs> I loved you um, watching. Oh man, you, you remember these? Me running around. <laughs> the oh, I missed that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kevin, yeah. imagine it's uh, well, I don't know how many years. Imagine it's like let's say ten years in advance, and you running for president against Grant Cardone. Oh, for president, <laughs> the American oh, people man. have to pick. Man, that would be a classic. Anyways, hey, I think we should wrap this up. Graham, you want to take us home? Anybody want to say anything? Yes, yeah, really quick, really quick. Subscribe, subscribe. Just do that really, just really fast. Go and hit the subscribe button. Again, it's totally free. Costs you absolutely nothing. You may as well do it. It really helps with the channel a ton. And it's funny, even just mentioning the subscribe, we see the subscribes go crazy. So just do it really quick before you forget. Uh, we only post once a week. That's it. So uh, click subscribe, hit the notification bell. That also really helps us out with the YouTube algorithm. And all of our information is down below in the uh, description. As with, by the way, the Millennial Money, uh, Money Clips channel. So you want to subscribe to the Clips channel too because uh, what what is it? it it's uh, picking like the best little bits and pieces and posting it throughout the week. So sometimes if you just if you're tuning into the tail end, you want to see bits and pieces. That is down below in the description. So with that said, you guys, thank you so much for watching, and until next time, like the smash button. Peace out. Uh, I like smash. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.